Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. Tamarindo Podcast. Latinx voices at the intersection of politics, media, and pop culture. We are your hosts, Brenda Gonzalez and Melina Bobadilla, the, the Educated Perioneras. Together, we dish out comedic and critical intervention. And the occasional chanclazo. Welcome to the show. Hello, Tamarindo Podcast listeners. This is Melina Bobadilla. Y Brenda Gonzalez. And it is a very special month. It is Women's History Month. That's correct. And regardless if you spell women W-O-M-E-N, W-O-M-Y-N, or W-O-M-X-N, uh, it doesn't matter because you can get hip to this. Yep. Um, we're talking about li liberation. We're talking about equity. We're talking about equality. We're talking about justice for women, for queer women, for women-identified folks. Um, and that's why we decided to do a very special collaboration. What did we do, Brenda? We uh, hooked up with some educated peloneras. Yes, we did. Some fellow podcaster ladies. Some fierce Latinas. Uh, we actually joined forces. Two of us, two of them, we became four dope queens. Yeah. And so Tamarindo Podcast is proud to present this collaboration that we did with the fierce mujeres of Wait Hold Up Podcast. Wait, hold up. Yeah. Very excited. Uh, we, we, you'll love this episode. And I think what I love the most about it is that we talk about not playing lip service to supporting women, like actually put some teeth behind yeah, supporting is, women. And how do we do that? It's not just about hashtag girl power and like, I'm going to like all my friends' pictures and say, you look so cute. But like, how do we really show up for each other? How do we create more seats at the table? How do we pull those damn chairs out? How do we add chairs? How do we climb through the windows if the restaurant's already booked? You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and how do we take a critical look at ourselves to see when we are not showing up for each other and we are not being... 
uh, the best intersectional feminists that we could possibly be. Yep. So hear all about that. We also have some really wonderful call to action. Yes, we do. Um, so so stay tuned and make sure you follow our homegirl podcast, um, Wait Hold Up, and it's founded by Yarel Ramos and Jess Molina. Yes, two two amazing dope reinas, and you can get to them at Wait Hold Up Pod on Twitter and check out Wait Hold Up on Instagram. All right, take it away. Hey guys, what's up? I'm Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. We all have those wait, hold up moments in life. Those times where our perspective shifts and our hustle changes as a result. Each week, tune in as we chat with a new guest who's on their grind and learn the pivotal moments that shape their journey. And when we're not chatting with a guest, Jess and I will dig into the latest wait, hold up moments happening in politics and pop culture. You're listening to Wait, Hold Hold Up. beautiful people hey everybody welcome back to wait holds up what's up Yaren? i'm doing so amazing i'm super excited for today's episode i know you are yes i can see it i can feel it i'm bopping over here which you guys can't see but what else you can see is that we are in the room with two other dope fabulous women we yes. are with Brenza and Melina from Tamarindo Woo-hoo. Podcast. Hey. Hello. Hello. How's the house? What's up? Yes. Hold up. So it's basically four <laughs> powerful vaginas coming at so you So many strong. vaginas. Yes. That's right. So For real. Or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yes, I'm sure there's plenty of pulsing. <laughs> there's kegels happening right now. Yes. 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 Sure. So... <laughs> Honestly, we're excited because we haven't. This is our first podcast collab. It's a crossover. Right. Yeah. And, and we're, we're newbies, guys. Like, we just started, but I know you guys are celebrating. Yes, it's our two, two year. years. Yes, we're two years old. This is Brenda, by the way, from Tamarindo. This is our two year birthday, but we are the new and improved Tamarindo 2.0 with Melina. Oh, yeah. awesome. So uh, it's not my two year birthday, but I like to think of, I, I think we've said this we on the should, podcast. Yes. Like, Brenda started this project and, you know, she then was looking for a new co-host. So she kind of birthed it, you know, and then we, I did needed a guest a, co-host a and we were like, we were a, like dating, to raise right? It. And then she asked me to be her work wife. And so now I'm, I'm co-parenting, we're co-parenting the tamarindo, tamarindo baby. How long has this collab been happening? Oh, since I want to say September yeah. of 2017. Okay. So okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for all of our listeners who haven't had the pleasure of listening to Tamarindo, what, what would they expect in a typical episode? Or is there no typical episode? Ooh, we don't like think the they're place. all atypical. There's a few things that that we follow, and I think that um, we re- we recently revisited our our little blurb, our our you know thirty second description, and I feel pretty good about it. I feel like in every episode, the the kind of spirit of what we describe in this in this blurb is is present. So we like to say that we are a Latinx podcast of Latinx voices at the intersection of pop culture and politics. And we serve up both critical and comedic interventions. And I think that's 
really important and I, I like that we figured out how to say it succinctly because yes. it took us a while there's funny um, there's funny there's think, comedy we weren't saying that before but yeah every episode's funny and that's <laughs> that's the comedic intervention part right because we get into some heavy topics we talk about sociopolitical issues and you might have figured it out by now if you've heard our podcast we're really into representation and mm-hmm. the intersection of race gender and and media but we make fun of things too and we are very sarcastic and we find yeah. the humor and we make things. it funny. Um, as Melina said, we make it really funny. And occasionally we ask our guests, like, what would they throw a chancla at? And what makes <laughs> okay. their heart go bidi bamba? Like, I we make it, it fun. That's how we that's how we close it and out. And then you guys have like a prop, right? You yes, guys, my matraca. The matraca comes out every once in a while. Yeah, when we're cheering, like, oh my God, amazing. Matraca okay. for that. Yeah, it's a, it's well, a shout out. Matraca for your two year I know. Thank you. I can't believe I didn't bring my matraca. Chancla for me for not bringing it. Yes. Um, So that's really exciting. And I think that one of the reasons why this episode is so important and that we're all hyped for it is because it's Women's History Month. Thursday, the day that this podcast will be released, is International Women's Day. And what this episode is going to be about is us talking about sisterhood, us talking about female empowerment, feminism, about how we collaborate and work with others and make sure that our feminism is not just lip service and how we can really uplift one another. Mm-hmm. And I think that a really great segue into get into that is if you were able to watch the Oscars or if you just watched the recaps, that was more than or if you were on all, all that you needed to do anyway. Yeah. Or you watch social media, <laughs> right. you don't live under a rock <laughs> is um, Frances McDormand did a, in her acceptance speech, talked about an inclusion writer and that was her big way of trying to say, we need more women involved in projects. And so we're going to have Melina jump into why, what is an inclusion writer, school us all a little bit, and uh, yeah, take it away. Well, thank you very much, Jess. Um, I have to start by saying that I hope that I end up writing an inclusion writer one day, but first I'd like to be included in one. Mm. Um, and and I just want to echo what you were saying. Uh, this These words first kind of crept into the collective consciousness on Sunday during the Oscars when Frances McDormand accepted her Best Actress uh, Oscar. And she concluded her, her thank you speech by saying, I have two words to leave you with tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, inclusion writer. And at that moment, People everyone, Googled everyone, I'm yeah. sure, started getting on Google, <laughs> Google because there was, our this, friend. there was a crazy Google spike of people looking up yeah. what the heck an inclusion writer is. I'm sure some people thought it was like, Writer, writing, W-R-I-T-E-R, right? It was actually still trending on Monday. Yeah. Like Monday night, it was still trending. People, you know, curious about it. Right. So essentially what an inclusion writer is, it's a stipulation that actors or other people in the entertainment industry that hold power. It's a stipulation that they can ask for or demand as part of their contract to boost diversity, inclusion, and equitable representation of underrepresented groups Um, on their set or on any projects that they work for. Mm. And this kind of started uh, being talked about a couple years ago, or I think four years ago, um, this woman out of USC, her name is Stacey L. Smith, and she's the director of the Annenberg Inclusion Initiative at USC, uh, wrote about it in in a study in 2014. And She actually, I I just read about her in this NPR article, and it said that she was shocked herself. She had no idea that Frances McDormand was going to say anything about her study, but she must have read it. Um, So essentially, that's what it is. It's it's a tool for actionable steps to be taken towards 
really boosting diversity by not just paying lip service to it, but by people in power, people with privilege who are already enjoying the benefits of, uh, you know, a fruitful job or whatever. Success. Exactly. Yeah. Success essentially can boost people up with them. And, and I, and I think it's, it's awesome. And I'm curious to see how soon it'll start being implemented. I think that what's interesting and what I also want to see is that I think that there are many women and women who we would look at in Hollywood who are successful, who still don't feel like they have the ability to call any shots, particularly women of color. And so it will be interesting to see if they can say, listen, it doesn't have to be one Latina or one, you know, Asian woman or one black woman in this movie or at the table. Like, I want to make sure that I'm bringing my sisters with me. And I think we saw that happen with Jessica Chastain and Octavia Spencer. And that was a couple of months ago. It came out that basically Jessica Chastain said, first of all, Octavia schooled her in the best way on intersectional feminism and basically Jessica calls her up and was like, can you believe this stuff about pay disparity? And Octavia was basically like, hold up, homegirl. Like, what about me? Like, do you know black women are still so underpaid? And Jessica, and and that's the way that we should be having these conversations, right? With people that we love who will listen to us, who will allow us to be in that space and who we can like educate. And then Jessica said, I'm going to make sure that you're making the same as me. Right. And that's the way that the, this inclusion writer will happen. Will people being bold and saying, it's all or nothing. Right. And have and having and you know what the uh, the amazing part of, of of that is is that yeah Jessica's this white woman right Octa- uh, brings in Octavia to the studios that normally wouldn't probably even take these ideas of a, like inclusion you know all over their their projects right so that was also too what Francis was saying is like check out our projects you know let us come to the table and present them because we need funding right, and if right. we need funding to to do these projects then we can bring along all these other aspects that we want to include in these films right or you know in these on these tv right. shows so that's like i mean i don't know it's such an interesting uh, idea and i love that she shared it on, on such a grand scale and then asking all the women that were nominated you know stand up and being uh, like yes. yo you know look at us look at you guys look at the power you have like like let's make good work and let's empower each other and right. to, to put some teeth to it, right? Because we were all saying about lifting each other up and supporting each other, and and we were realizing and recognizing the problem. But I think it was it really refreshing to be provided with a specific policy or actionable yeah. thing that you can do, yeah. as Melina described. And now we're all learning about it and thinking about you know how do how do we do some our version of an inclusion writer in all of our respective industries. Mm-hmm. So um, I come from the nonprofit field, and one of the things that I was reflecting on, it, there's so many things that we could do, little small policy change so that we can be more inclusive. So for example, there's a lot of nonprofit boards that may not have gender representation and things like term limits can be really, really helpful to be more inclusive. So I really hope that we all learn from this to think about actionable items, Mm -hmm, actual policy changes and things that we can do differently so that we can put some teeth behind this idea of like, let's support each other. And oh, you're doing great. Right. What does it actually translate when we don't, when we put some real change behind it? And I think, oh, I'm sorry, like maternity care, right? Like it was interesting because I want to say it was either on Avatar Guardian, I don't know. We, we, we've, we've joked that Zoe Zadania is allowed to play every color, but her actual color. Right. <laughs> oh, right, right. And yeah. so, what, right. one of those. That's one, so true. Yeah. Right. It's so true. One of her, those Marvel films that she was in, she after she had her twins, she asked for um, a nanny as part of her salary. 
And the studio said no. And she's like, you literally give like Leo a Lamborghini or whomever, whatever. And I'm asking for childcare. Right. Yeah. Like these are my children. And if you want me to be a part of this project, then you've got to pay for me to have the liberty to step away from my family. And so it's things like whether it's at the most basic level of you're a secretary at a company and you want to like rise up to you're an actress in Hollywood, trying to having to spend months away from your family and you've got young ones at home that no one's respecting the role of you being a mother, which is ultimately holding you back. Right. And I think that that brings up an important thing to consider in this, as we move forward with this idea of inclusion um, and diversity, the way that you, you make that is not necessarily through equality, but equity. So Mm. people need, uh, equitable responses to what their needs or oppressions are. Just as you were talking about right now, um, uh, a woman who's a new mother needs a a different stipulation in her contract or needs different types of economic support. So she might not necessarily want her contract to be equal, but equitable, Equitable. right? Responding to her Mm -hmm. particular needs. Absolutely. Yeah. And something interesting that, that I was reading the other day was that like, you know, I think it was according to Twitter, they've seen in the last few months, like a 50% increase in the conversation of, um, you know, women's rights, gender equality, feminism. And back to what uh, you were saying, Brenda, about like, how does that translate and what we can do? Because yeah, we can all talk about like, yeah, sisterhood and let's help each other out and let's work. But I'm sure you guys, I'm sure that you guys have been in places where you even feel like other sisters, like other women are like blocking you or uh-huh. stopping you. Or it's like, uh, uh-uh, is it me or is it you? And it's definitely not going to be you. So, you know, or like or throwing chunkas at all them bitches. <laughs> I mean, because I do want to point out that at the same time, like sometimes we get in our own way. We can talk about policy. We can talk about the trending hashtags and the Me Too and the hash, the Times Up and the and, and the things that they're raising and the Oscars and whatnot. But sometimes, ladies, like we are in each other's ways and sometimes we are the ones that don't allow others to grow we are the ones that are in boardrooms when like it's only there's only a space for me right and I, I don't need to mentor you and i don't need to like help you out because i made it by myself so when are we also gonna talk about these issues that even i'm assuming happen in hollywood as well oh i mean every industry in every space um thank you for talking about that i think what i want to include now is as we were talking about some other women podcasters that inspire us is a fabulous podcast call your girlfriend and they um have trademarked this this concept called shine theory which basically boils down to if i don't shine I don't shine if you don't shine. Mm. And, and we have to get behind that idea that we should be supportive of each other because when, when we lift each other up, we really do, we can rise together. But why is it so hard for us to see it? I mean, because yeah, we can see it on, the, on, the, on Twitter. We can see it on all these efforts that a lot of people are taking. But I, I must, I'm going to say this from like a personal level. It's hard. Like it's, it doesn't work like it doesn't work as easy as it sounds. Right. Cause the patriarchy is so effective in <laughs> yes. making us believe that there can, o- there's only room for mm-hmm. one of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I genuinely think it's become a systematic thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's inherent in like the Latino culture, in all cultures, in all communities of color, I think. Um, and particularly among women is that we have been conditioned to believe that 
they have set up the system as such that we can't get on a board, right? right? Because of these term limits or we can't get the job because of these poor maternity leave and, and things like that. And so when you do, when the opportunity does present itself, there is only that one spot. So you can't lift your sister up with you. McDonald's se está transformando en el mundo anime de McDonald's y te trae la nueva savory chili McDonald's sauce. Los mejores sabores se unen en esta legendaria salsa para que tus 10-piece chicken wackduggets, papitas y Sprite se conviertan en un meal ultra poderoso. Desbloquea un manga con tu meal y disfruta de un corto de anime cada semana. Solo en McDonald's. Badabababa, go! En McDonald's participantes por tiempo limitado hasta agotar existencias. You have to push her down. Mm -hmm. And so that is goes back to the policy changes of saying there's got to be more because I'm not going to play into your game anymore. Right. You have created this game and you have created the rules and you have allowed us to fight against each other, which is then it's like almost like the way I envision it is this room that women are in and that men have like put like this little piece of cheese on the floor oh my and we're, yeah. we're hungry. Yeah. And so it's like, rather than Very cutting up the games. cheese like, right. and divvying yeah. it up, exactly. we're literally like, nah, get out my way. That's my cheese. That's yeah. my cheese. We got to yeah. break down the man that brought the and, cheese and in. And the men are outside like <laughs> yes. laughing at yeah. us. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. They don't realize that there's a big piece of pizza right behind them. Right. Oh. That reminds me of this really intense violent scene in uh batman the dark knight mm. do you remember when the joker goes into the pool club and there's all these other like movers and shakers and like big level gangsters of of gotham and he he breaks this uh this pool palo. what is it called? oh my a god pool a pool stick. he breaks a pool stick mm -hmm. in half he drops it in the middle and there's there's three men there and he said the the only one who survives this is not going to get shot or whatever is not going to experience even worse violence. So these men are now trying to kill each, each other, other up. with the freaking and stick. And it's really, really intense because they're, they're three men of color. And this is, oh, this almost reminds me of another scene where, um, what was the, uh, oh, in Django, Django mm -hmm. Unchained, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's slave master yes. was having these two oh, black yes. men, like the Mandingo fighting. And, and, And that's that's how these oppressive systems work, right? right? That's that's how hegemony works, where it turns people who are experiencing the same oppression against each other because it's so pervasive and it has become embedded in, in in our social fabric. And so I think that I I I have to agree. This is Melina speaking. I, I want to agree with what something that you said, Yarel, is that it's so hard. It's hard to practice. It's hard to um to name it. And I think one of the things that we can start to do an entry point maybe is just being transparent, mm -hmm. having these conversations with ourselves. And, you know, if we're brave enough, if, if the energy is right with maybe with other women that we are experiencing mm -hmm. this with, I think I, I felt it too along, not just in my workspace, but even with my, you know, with my group of friends and my, and my close sisters, my, mm -hmm. my crew, my, my committee, I call it, you know, your amigas, petit comité. That's great. Uh, of like, you know, just just making sure that we change that, you know, like if we've seen it or we are around it because we share this so much that at least it's like, well, that's not who I'm going to be, right? And then I'm going to learn about policy. I'm going to learn about changes that we can make that we can implement where we're at, so that this doesn't have to be happening you know, so frequently at least, and maybe we can somehow change the way things are done where in the things that we do in the fields that we're yeah. in, you know, because ultimately it's, it's going to be, it's going to come down to, to, to change within us 
and uh, because they're not going to change. Right. You know, these men that are at, at these board, at these levels, they're, they're still going to be like, ha, ah, here's a cheese. Go for mm-hmm. it. And then there's a pizza outside. And we could be like, ladies, yo, there's a pizza outside. Oh, man. Why, why, why do you yeah. want cheese? We got to go pizza. And there's you know more of I mean? us than there are of them. Of them. Right. So you can tell I learned how to make the pizza, <laughs> which I loved. But, you know, it's interesting because I think it's like that idea of transparency that you mentioned, right? It's like if we look at what's going on with the Time's Up movement and Me Too, is that sadly, um, how many women knew that another woman was walking into the lion's den? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. And they didn't stand and up. And they for didn't it. stop. Yeah. They didn't say, they didn't say anything. They saw someone going into towards someone's hotel room at night or, or they saw someone being in an office with their boss for maybe too long or, you know, and, and this is again, not passing any blame or uh, those, those systems will freak you the fuck out that you will feel like you have to stay silenced. But I think that if we can move towards this space of even having those conversations of like, yo, this is the job that I do. This is how much money I get paid to do that job. How much money do you get paid to do this job? Before we started this episode, um, everyone, we were talking about our podcasts, you know, learning how um, they run things at Tamarindo, because it's ultimately about let's learn from each other. Let's let's take the veil off. Let's stop let's this Let's grow together. And let's grow together. Yes. Let's literally say, this is what's happening in my corner. What's happening in your corner? Because it's probably a lot more similar than it is different. Right. Um, and I think, you know, I want to jump into back to the shine theory really quickly because there's something beautiful, not beautiful, but really interesting that happened in um, the shine theory about this idea of feminism versus women's empowerment. Um, if you yes, I will read Amina Tussauds reading your words here. So this is uh, what she wrote. She says, women's empowerment is very, very different from feminism. Feminism is a political movement and women's empowerment is about selling Etsy slogans and charging you an arm and a leg for conferences with women who are just as lost as you are in the big world. Yeah. And let me tell you, yeah. this speaks to me so much. This is, you know, this is Brenda. And just from my experience, and let's see what you all think, but, you know, we're in the podcast space. And part of the inspiration, I'm sure, is the same for for, for behind, behind your show, is that there weren't that many Latina podcasts out there. And that's yeah. why that's why there was this inspiration, this motivation to start this. And as you try to break into the more established podcast, you know, in a lot of these quote unquote white podcast spaces, these these like podcast festivals, it's all about how big you are and and, and it's this lip service and about being and inclusive. Right. In fact, there was a podcast festival in LA where the registration, they were trying to get more women of color, but the registration was four hundred dollars. This is when you know when we when we think it's trendy to be yeah. inclusive, but we don't make things accessible. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think there's a lot of room to 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 um improve in in uh, this trend to dress up as inclusive, but then you're not actually doing, you're not actually yeah. doing the work that it takes to be inclusive. And so I'm glad that we're here collaborating. Right. And then, and exactly the conversation about women's empowerment and feminism and, you know, that intersection of like when things can actually happen and change. Right. And so we want to make sure that we leave you all with a way that you can go out there and maybe you're not the policy maker at your company, but you are a policy maker in your own life and how you choose to lift and support, uplift and support the people, not just the women, but the people in your life matters. And 
So we want to just give some actionable steps that everyone can take this Women's History Month in how you can support, particularly, sorry dudes, the homegirls in your life. Um, and so I would love if we can just go around the table uh, and and maybe give some tips to what's, what's one thing that each of our listeners can do to support mm. a woman in their life. You know, something that I that caught my attention the other day was like the power of writing, like actual writing. So we're so used to writing things on our phone. I mean, voice notes. I have this thing where we're like, I need to write things down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and underline them and like highlight them. And there's I don't know, I feel like there's a beauty about it. And I, and there's a beauty with writing letters. And I, I would I would love to see, you know, a lot of us maybe write a letter to someone, you know, whether maybe I don't know, a mentor, your boss, your sister your best friend, you know, that you haven't talked to in a while or you haven't connected with and maybe write them like a handwritten letter about, you know, why you admire them, why you respect them, why you love them, what, you know, beautiful things about them. And just that like written fan love kind of thing. (laughs) I love that. Something in the mail that's not um, like... Bank of America. And I'm going to hold yeah. you guys accountable to that. I'm going to hold you guys accountable to that. I want to see that letter. Oh my God. Okay. So we'll, yes. we'll take a picture of the letter. Yeah. We're mailing. Send it right. to okay, we're, and we're yeah. giving like an inspirational note. Yeah. Yes. So, I actually just bought yes. some really cool cards that say chingonas all over it. So oh, perfect. Perfect. I have vintage stationery. Oh, perfect. Oh, that's that <laughs> I jacked from my parents' garage. So it might be my mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> or it might. I don't know whose it was, but it's real cute. It's yours so. now. That's right. No one's using it. Um, Yes. Well, what would you do? What's your Melina, recommendation, what's your, uh, ladies? Melina. Spotlight. What's in your freedom rider, Melina? Um, in, girl. Okay, so those are two different questions. <laughs> Tell um, us both. They can have similar answers. I think uh, something that we can do um, this Women's History Month uh, is change the name to Women's History Month. No, I'm kidding. That reminds me of, um, I mean, that's fine if you want to do that. But <laughs> again, I'm not about cosmetic changes. I want the action. Mm-hmm. I want the, the, you know, the manifestation of that energy to happen. Yes. I love that so, cosmetic changes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Two snaps. In <laughs> um, so I am someone who searched for a long time for mentors and I think once you click with a mentor, it's a really beautiful thing. Um, and, and so I actually, I want to shout out, uh, aside, my mother's my number one mentor, Alicia, but uh, a mentor that I found actually most, like a few years ago um, in, in our, our relationships developing and getting closer and she's so amazing and she's an actor and an educator like me. I want to shout out Rose, Rose Portillo, um, so I think that I want to encourage people to thank their mentors, connect on a deeper level with their uh, elder, feminine, femme, woman, woman-identified mentor. And, and I tend to have, so I have a mentor, right, that knows she's my mentor. But there's also people that I admire mm. so much and that I almost fangirl over and I don't let them know how amazing I think they are and how much their work or or you know, their quotes or just watching them carry themselves in a certain way uh, has affected me and helped me learn. So I want to challenge people to reach out to your mentors that know they're your mentors and then also kind of give give some some shine and, and gratitude to mentors who you might not be that close to. Because it, it's still... Who don't even probably know, that, know that, exactly, that you yeah. consider them like, a mentor. Wow. Exactly. I love that. I love, I love it. it. I'm going to implement both of your recommendations. I'm going to write 
I'm going to write a nice handwritten note to someone that doesn't know that they're a mentor. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And I think what I am going to do as my recommendation, and if you are in, um, I'm sure many of your listeners are probably in some, some cool, cool feminist clubs or things with other women. So one thing that comes to mind and that I'm going to continue to do, um, well, that I thought about doing, but didn't actually do, so I'm going to do. So I'm, uh, I was involved with an organization called Hispanas Organized for Political Equality, HOPE, uh, which is a fantastic organization. And I, um, they, they help develop women to run for office. And they do a leadership program every year. But I don't know if there's enough people on that board pushing to invite trans women Mm. So I'm going to, I'm going to contact some of the board members there and, and some of the past participants that have done the Leadership Institute to think about inc- recommending a trans woman to apply for that program. And any of you listening, if you are part of some sort of women's cohort, think about pushing them to invite some trans women. That's what That's I amazing. suggest. Yes. I love that. I love that. Well... I'm going to go with the example I was giving before we even jumped on this uh, episode. <laughs> and that's going to be the problem, the thing that you can do while you're listening to this episode. And that is find three accounts that um, are, are Instagram accounts or Facebook accounts, if you're still on that thing. Uh, and <laughs> find women that you follow who, whether they're poets, whether they're artists, whether they are shop owners or just dope women that you follow. And maybe like me, I, I'm not that, that you don't know that you don't really personally know. Well, that you probably that you don't personally know because it's people that you've never commented mm. on their account. Like I personally am not social on social media. I just like, like, mm-hmm. so, and then just go about my day. So this would be the time where you write a little note, um, a little message to someone telling them why you love their account. Maybe there's something that they posted that was really personal. Leave them that encouragement that they need. Leave them that thank you for taking your energy, taking the time to, maybe it's an educational account that teaches you about feminism, that teaches you about Afro-Latinidad, that teaches you about something that you don't know on your own. And so thank them for their time. Thank them for their energy. Thank them for their effort. And yeah, and just leave that little note. And I would encourage you to do three because these are quick and simple and you can do it while you're on the mm-hmm. toilet. So, you know, take yeah, care. Yeah, that's where most of us are checking that. <laughs> your morning Instagramming <laughs> session. Yeah. And, and I would say even donate $10, donate $10 to, yeah, if they, they have, have a Patreon, account. if they have a, if they, yeah, I mean like, don't go get coffee for two days. Yes, okay? exactly. Make it exactly. at home. Yeah. So if you do a little love note on social media, you can use the hashtag women stand up. So we can see it too. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you love. write a note or if you, yes. you know, even if maybe you're leaving this note for your mentor on their Instagram or something, but if you write a note, um, take a picture of yourself. Hashtag women stand up. Let people know that we're supporting mm. each other, that we want this to be a space where we are. It's not lip service. We're mm. about we're we are we're about, about to change. We we're about right. yes. And, and definitely keep it intersectional. I think maybe I'll add that as a little addendum to mine. Uh, I think this this is a great time and a, an urgent time to be intersectional. And what that means is to reach. Make sure your feminism is reaching outside of of your own identity, right? Yes. Outside of my cis, straight, Latinidad, you know, my, my cis, straight, Chicana identity. Like, my, my intersectional feminism has to be bridged with the liberation of Black women and trans women and Asian women and Arab women and so on and so forth. So, Amen. And I yes. love what you're saying because it actually makes me think of also thinking of, like, um, class, yes. right? And so I think actually... 
I'm going to add an extra one to think of the um, service workers that you interact with on a daily basis, whether that's a cleaning lady in your office, a cleaning lady in your home, or someone that cooks at a restaurant that you love. You know, think of the service workers that you're interacting with um, that you maybe see at least once a week. And if you can send, slip them a note as well, let's just buy that stationery. That I think is to let them know that they're seen, that their work is not gone unnoticed and that they are loved and that they are appreciated. I think that is that is what our lives are supposed to be about. That's an excellent idea. I, my office is That's all beautiful. women. I'm going to have the whole office sign a card. I'm going to give it yeah. to the, the lady yes. that comes to clean our office. At and the you're going to share it on, on yes. social. So yes. Women stand up. And women you can put a gift down. certificate in there yes. for one of these women owned businesses. Meaningful. Here you go. Mm-hmm. That you're shouting out. Look at all yes. these ideas we're having, ladies. Oh yes, we solved it. We've solved it. All the problems. <laughs> okay. I, um, I think we smashed patriarchy. I'm, what? I'm sure. what smashed? Think? I think done. <laughs> done. 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 I think I've got some uh, some glass in my feet from all that stomping. <laughs> <laughs> Women stand up. And if there are any ideas or ways in which you all want to just express your appreciation and support women, let us know on both of our socials. Uh, where can they find and connect with you? Ladies, uh, they can find me. Uh, this is Melina at at Melina Bobadilla, M-E-L-I-N-N-A-B-O-B-A-D-I-L-L-A at Instagram. And please follow us at Tamarindo Podcast uh, on Instagram on and Instagram. Twitter. On, and t- on Twitter, we're Tamir- Tamarindo on Cast. Thing. On Twitter, we're Tamarindo Cast. Um, and our website is www.tamarindopodcast.com. And then my social is at Brenda Ricards. It's not as fun to say as Melina Bobadilla. That's such a fun name. I know that is a really fun name. <laughs> it's super fun. That's it. Awesome. That's yeah. So interact with us. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your opinions. We want to hear how you're celebrating this month, but we also just want to hear how you're living life, living life in this grand scale of being intersectional, being inclusive, loving, supporting, uplifting, and tell us a story of how a woman really maybe helped you out because that's what it's all about, y'all. As for Yadel and I, you know you can find us on Wait Holds Up Pod and we look forward to interacting with you both with you, you both just the two of you right? <laughs> yeah, okay. oh, the uh, <laughs> way more than two of you listening that's how intimate this yeah, is that's so exactly intimate. it I just see you two sitting there with your glass of wine <laughs> writing out all these actionable items yeah, you can do right. you I love those this socks on you by the way candles <laughs> <laughs> yes well you know where to catch us on social and of course for both of these podcasts, please rate us on iTunes. It means yes. so please, much to yes, us. Please. It helps other people find us. We need share those share it if, if you like an episode. Share, share it, the episode. Review, put yes. us on a list. Exactly. Send us a postcard. Right. Send us a call. What's up? Just send us a send card. Us Hashtag women send oh, up. Yes, Make sure you yes, use it. Yes, up. exactly. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining this us. This was so much fun. Was so thank nice. you. Yes. I was like, oh. You guys, I just wanted to like draw a heart. So much passion. So many heart emojis. Yeah, heart emojis. And yeah, I love the message today. And I hope that all the listeners, you know, take it in, do their own work in their respective fields and their communities and what they do and that they share with us, you know, their love as well with this hashtag. Hopefully we can see a lot of responses on social with, you know, women stand up. And thank you guys so much. Yes. It was so nice to have you here. Thank you. So much fun. Don't miss them, y'all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Ponte un sweater. Ponte lipstick.
Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.